What is good, everybody? Welcome to a special instant reaction breaking news live Niners Nation podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrero, and with me, as always, Levin Black. Levin, we got good news. Debo Samuel ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, one of the two big things to get done this offseason finally happened. We have the first one, and I got to say, initial reaction is it's what I was hoping for. I wanted three years with the amount guaranteed, allowing them an out after two if for whatever yep. reason they need out for Lance, Ayuk, whatever the reason. And this seems to be exactly what it is. What is it, $58 million guaranteed? Some of that's likely an injury guarantee, which means essentially right. two years are going to end up guaranteed if that maybe one and a half, whatever so, it ends up being. It works yes. out to me. If you're not watching on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook right now, the official deal is three years worth up to $73.5 million with $58.1 million guaranteed. But like you just said, Levin, we don't know if that's fully guaranteed signing. We don't know if that's guaranteed with injury. The structure, the details are going to be very important to see. But big picture, it's over. It is over. The drama, the acrimony, the waiting, it's all over. Padded practices begin tomorrow, so I'm sure both sides wanted to get this done because you want to have Debo there with Trey Lance because they don't work out together in the offseason. You want them to get that chemistry, and now there's only one thing left for the 49ers, and that's the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, which could also be happening this week. But Debo is here, drama over. And it's less than $25 million per, which I think at this point – people thought it would be more than 25 million. So I think right. it comes under what the ex expectations were in the originally, you know, at the start of the off season, people thought 25 million was a little crazy, but the market got reset and then got reset, then got reset over and over again for wide receivers. So getting under 25 million seems to be a win. You know, a lot of times you hear the initial numbers, they get tweeted out of a contract and you go, Whoa, that's huge. That's a lot of money. And then you get the finer details and you go, Oh, okay. It's not as bad for the team. I don't have that with this one. This one. I'm like, all right, I'm good with it already. I love it. Debo will be 29 years old, entering the final year of the deal. Essentially the Niners have him under contract for the best years of his football career, most likely his prime. And Oh, by the way, if they want to keep him around after that, they can always use the franchise tag on him because they still haven't done this. Uh, I got a question here from Seth watching on the Niners nation Facebook page. How can they afford that with Jimmy Garoppolo still on the books? I mean, this could all be, this could all change by tomorrow, but at least right now it's not officially signed. It's agreed to. Plus, I don't know the structure of the deal. What's his cap hit in the first year? Did they structure it so that the cap is not really affected? I don't know. There's details here. We still don't know. Right. They could have a huge signing bonus to help out first year with a really low base salary in the first year and then huge escalating salaries in the final two. I mean, teams are able to kind of circumvent the cap if they want to. Look at the Cleveland deal with Deshaun Watson. He's pretty much got nothing in year one. A million. Because it, it's it. all pushed to the following years, and that contract's three times as big as this one. So it's possible for teams to make a very low – first year the the downside to that is is you have much higher cap hits in years two and three with this deal because you don't have a five six seven year deal like some quarterbacks have to stretch right. out the larger hits 
So I would be surprised if it's a crazy low first year deal, but I could see it being they had what five million in cap space right now. His his cap hit was gonna be about four and a half million if memory serves. So they could have the cap hit double and still be under the cap, even with Jimmy on the books. And the Niners have kind of locked up their core now. If you go look, I saw a tweet from Akash uh, who pointed this out. You know, Trent Williams is locked up through 2026. Armstead through 2024. Kittle through 2025. Warner through 2026. And now Debo through 2025. I know there was a question about that. Uh, So he's locked up through 2025. The only one that's not is Bosa, but he's still got the fifth-year option. Plus, they're going to rework a contract with him or they'll franchise tag him. Like, Nick Bosa's not going anywhere. So this is the core for the, for this era of 49ers football, and obviously with Trey Lance, these guys are all set now. Right. The Niners have pretty much established their first window. Might end up being the only window. Time will tell. But they've established the first window, and basically it ends when Trey Lance's rookie year ends, or rookie year deal ends, which allows them to decide the path forward from there. You know, if you're going to sign at that point, you know, you're talking three years in, in the future. If Trey Lance is the real deal, you might be looking at $60, $70 million a year yep. to sign him. So some of these guys would have to go, and they've given themselves the flexibility to do that. You know, this Debo deal does not change that. It seems like the team has been very mindful with these deals of basically keeping their options open for when Trey Lance's contract is up. Uh, Archimedes watching on the Facebook page told you all money would fix all 19 problems. That's well done. You know, remember there was all that stuff. He hates San Francisco. He he doesn't want to be a wide back anymore. I mean, we don't know if there's, you know, we know that Kyle and Debo talked about his role and his usage. We don't know if there's anything specific in the deal about him as a running back or all that stuff. Um, but it seems like it, it's, again, it's just drama free now. Like he wanted to be out of here. He requested a trade. You know, do we have to give credit to the 49ers front office? Basically just being like, no, we're not trading you unless we get heaven and earth. And they didn't get anything close to that. And so here we are. They didn't, they held fast. They kept him tensions cooled you know everybody everybody chilled out a little they got him back in the building they used their relationship and now it's done yeah like uh this is definitely a time to celebrate and be nice if the last shoe drops which who knows that could drop here any minute as well i mean it could be another week or two or it could go through preseason we don't know but that shoe could be dropping with this deal we'll see but Right now, the Niners get one of their main components back to get that offense going. And from all all uh, reports, they need it because the defense is kicking their butts in practice. So it'd be nice to get Debo in there to give Trey Lance another uh, receiver there that can win matchups in practice against what seems to be a top defense, as well as build that chemistry like we've talked about on our podcast that you know, the scramble drill when Trey Lance is moving around and buying time mm-hmm. that takes just practice reps because it takes nonverbal communication, looking at each other and just knowing where you want to go. You know, that's what Patrick Mahomes excels at. And it would be nice if Trey Lance can get that down with Debo, because I would assume he probably has that with Ayuk at this point with the amount of time he spent with Ayuk in the offseason. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I just like that. By the way, just real quick, before I move on to this next tweet that I just saw, 
Kyle Posey tweeted this out. He's a thousand percent right. Get ready for those Trey Lance practice numbers to look a lot better. Like if you were a little worried, guess what? Magically, I bet you will start seeing the Trey Lance looks better in practice. I'll just point that out. But I see this tweet from David Lombardi. As we discussed over and over again, he writes, Shanahan noted the repetitive nature of the discourse. Debo offseason drama was a whole bunch of noise. 49ers had leverage because Debo was under contract and they wanted Debo. San Francisco called trade bluff. Like, I don't know why people continue to say this stuff. Like when we when Debo scrubbed his Instagram, I said, you said, people said, like, this he's unhappy. This matters. This isn't nothing. And people were like, oh, who cares? And guess what? After that, he requested a trade. Like, it matters. It wasn't nothing. He was unhappy. Just because the 49ers were able to get this done doesn't mean that none of that stuff mattered. Of course it mattered. Your best offensive weapon said he wanted to play on a different team. Just because the 49ers were able to simmer things down and eventually reconcile doesn't mean that there weren't serious issues. That drives me nuts, man. Like Lombardi's always got to pat the team on the back. He's always got to sell the whatever narrative the team wants out there. Like, damn, man. <laughs> I got I got two points. Uh one, yes, uh things could have gone differently. You gotta wonder how much the Niners came up with their offer since that point of scrubbing Instagram and all the things that Debo started doing. Uh, you know, maybe they were at 19 million and he got another five and a half million per year. But also a lot of things changed because the wide receiver market changed. Debo's basically the last one in line. DK right. Metcalf got his done the other day. So Debo is the last one in line. He waited it out and he probably got a million or two extra per year by waiting it out. Things changed. The Niners almost definitely budged to a certain degree. And I'm sure Debo probably budged a little bit too, because Debo was probably wanting more than 25 million a year and he budged and came down. So those things all changed. You can't say that. In retrospect, none of that mattered. No, like, well, I guess in retrospect, none of that mattered, but it did matter in the time because it may not have worked out. There have been plenty of cases where it doesn't work out. Right. And you end up having to either play a disgruntled player, trade them with a lot less value because, you know, teams know now you're screwed because you couldn't come to an agreement. Things like that can happen. You don't know where it was going to go. And like you said, clearly Debo was mad and angry at the time. So things weren't going well. You can't say that you shouldn't worry about those things. If things aren't going well in the current time, there's no guarantee it works out in the future. With another coach, another GM, it may not. He may be off the team. Maybe somebody accepts one of the offers. We have no idea. Uh, you mentioned the DK Metcalf contract, by the way. Same agent as Debo Samuel, Tory Dandy, and he signed for a three-year deal with $30 million a $30 million signing bonus and 24 million in new money average. So 24 million a year. So it's basically the exact same deal that Debo Samuel got, give or take a few. Like this literally a clone deal. By the way, offseason, but from Tory Dandy, new deal for AJ Brown, new deal for DJ Metcalf, new deal for Debo Samuel. It's a hell of a year for Tory Dandy. Doesn't he have uh Terry McLaurin too? Yeah, I don't Here's know. Here's another one of those big names. He, McLaurin just got a new deal, so it could be. He had another big name this offseason, but I think there's going to be one key part that everybody should be watching for as the contract details come out. 
Is there a clause in there about him playing running back? Was that a complete BS thing? Or was there actual, as this guy says, I guess he's on the same page as me. Is there yep. lingo about the usage as running back? I think that will be a big factor in how this contract is viewed. If there's a clause in there saying they can't utilize him on inside runs or something like that. Okay. And then you got to take him out of the backfield because teams know what you're going to do. If he's in the backfield at that point, if you're taking away part of that, you know what I mean? If it heavily limits him being able to do that, you're taking away the thing that makes Debo different because as a wide receiver, he's really good, but he's not anywhere near the best wide receiver in the league, just as a wide receiver. But as you fold in that running back ability, he becomes one of the best offensive weapons period in the NFL. It, his year last year was so ridiculous. It was absurd. Like 30% of his catches went for at least 20 yards, 30 Percent, and again, this is not you know thirty yard bombs thrown down the field. This is Jimmy Garoppolo throwing five eight yard passes, and Debo taking it after that, and basically trucking some fool and making a play. Thirteen of Debo's sixteen touchdowns last year were at least ten yards away. That's just bananas. Like that's is not Debo in the red zone, like just going up and out jumping somebody. This is 13 of 16 touchdowns, at least 10 yards away. That's him saying, give me the ball, get out of the way, and nobody being able to stop him. This is so great just to have this done. He can get in there with Trey. This is just a celebratory day for all 49ers fans. Everybody should be happy. Debo should be happy. The team should be happy, and we should be happy. I mean, I don't even have a wet blanket. I know. I don't have anything. You know, if this was 80, 90 million or 70 million guaranteed or something crazy like that, yeah, I'd be going, nah, let's hold on. But yep. there, like I said, just the overall numbers. All right, I'm good with it. And that's pretty rare for big extensions. Normally the first numbers you hear, you're like, oh my God, they way overpaid. And then you get the finer details and you go, oh, never mind. 58.1 million guaranteed. Again, we don't know if that's fully guaranteed, guaranteed for injury. We don't know what the deal is. I get the impression just from listening to Kyle talk about it and just kind of what we know about Debo last year that I, I think Debo's okay with being used as a running back some of the time. Remember, like in that Cowboys game, when Debo's running on the field and he says, hey, Kyle, give me the ball. And then he gives him the ball and he runs it in for a touchdown. Like if he really had a problem with that, I don't think he's going to be doing that type of thing. And I don't think that that was like a one-time thing from Debo. Like he strikes me as a dude that wants the ball because he knows he can friggin' score. I mean, in the heat of the moment in a game, you think he was going to be like, no, I'm not going in <laughs> if Kyle wants to use him as the running back. Like, right. Uh, I, I feel like that was probably something that was pushed out there by the agent's side for negotiating tactic. Not really a real thing. I mean, if Debo's going to be a free agent again at 29, he could get another massive deal. If he's sitting here demanding how you utilize him, I'm sorry, that gets you the head case label. You know, if you're saying you can only utilize me in this in this way, but not that way, you can't be an offensive player and be doing that, not a skill position player on offense. You got to be able to be willing to be utilized in any way that makes you the most effective. And I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, I do. That's how you get paid. I mean, you get paid by doing what Debo did last year. And then once you do it, you earn the right to take away the running stats from him. Would he be getting as big of a deal? 
Yeah, I think he would. DK no. Metcalf doesn't have those running stats, and he just got the same deal. Right, because DK Metcalf has more receiving yards in his three years than Debo does. Yeah, but Debo, one year Debo was banged up due to injury. So, like, I don't know. I think I think people sleep on Debo as a straight wide receiver. I really do. Like, the dude had 1,100 yards in, like, nine games last year. Like, And then he basically stopped being a wide receiver down the stretch of the season. That's the other thing. It's like, you know, okay, you take away the running, but then you have to add some of what his receiving numbers were down the stretch last year. The last nine games, he averaged less than four catches a game. And 65 yards a game, which, by the way, 65 yards a game is still on pace for 1,000 yards. But my point is, if you take away the running, he gets more receiving. I think people are sleeping on him as a straight wide receiver. I I feel like if you're Kyle Shanahan, there probably was a conversation about usage. And he probably said the truth. We prefer to not use you out of the backfield. We don't want you taking all those hits. Right. But if we're desperate and we need a spark or we got a bunch of injuries at running back like we did last year, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what's best for the team. And I feel like that's an agreeable thing. You just want that assurance that Kyle's not sitting there going, ooh, I'm going to utilize you with 100 rushes a year. I'm going to up the amount I use you as a running back this next year or anything like that. And I feel like Kyle doesn't want to use him as a running back. Kyle doesn't like his stars getting hit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, who does, really? Um, now just to be fair, by the way, Adam Grunder Grunstorm says Grunstrom, sorry. Great deal. Debo's a beast. He absolutely is. Matt Mayoko tweeted out source confirms reports of agreement in principle sides are fine tuning the language and it could be finalized as soon as this evening. So technically it's not done yet, but you know, it's going to get hammered out. Tim Kawakami said, need the details to know everything about the deal, but quick thoughts. I'm guessing both sides considered tomorrow's first padded practice as the real deadline. Initially feels like the 49ers gave up more ground, big money over a shorter period than normal, huge cap hit. Debo's worth it. They didn't give up ground. They they got something for the money, though, like what we've talked about. They got flexibility, and that's priceless for a team. To not be locked into Debo down the road is worth it for the 49ers to give up some cap room this year. Again, this is the kind of stuff you can do when you have a quarterback on a rookie deal and not a stiff making $25 million a year. Yeah. I'm looking at a tweet here from uh, Brian Peacock saying he's responding to somebody saying that the 49ers prefer a longer term. And that might've been one of the hangups. I don't know if I agree with that in this situation. I don't know if I agree that agree with that with Debo. They're getting the ability, like I said, they're getting the flexibility for when Trey Lance comes available. They have the flexibility to move on if Ayuk is the clear number one with Lance and they got to pick one because of the amount of money. You can't pay $50 million a year to wide receivers. You know, if Ayuk ends up having a breakout year, that's what you're going to be staring at with his extension. Uh, so I don't know if I agree with that. I think I think the Niners got the length they wanted in three years. Jason Ponte, what's up, Jason? You look surprised that I brought you in. I was surprised. I was going to say, man, you know what? They're just going to leave me backstage because I wouldn't want to hear me talk about this. Because oh, I've got I've got some victory laps to take. So, like, I just, I'm, I'm sorry. I want to get your reaction to this. But first, I have finally found it. Of all the comments we've gotten through the broadcast, I finally found the first negative comment. And it belongs to Arturo watching on the Facebook page. who says, F Devo, Diva Mofo. You won't be saying that when he has 100 yards in a game and scoring two touchdowns. So thank you. Keep that same energy, Keep that same energy <laughs> what, little bro. What are He's we probably talking a Rams about? fan anyways or Seahawks fan? 
Come on, Arturo. This is a good night. This is a positive night. What oh, yeah. is your reaction, Jason, when you hear the news again? Three-year deal up to 73 and a half, 58.1 million guaranteed. The 49ers have an elite core and they have them for a long time. And that's what should be exciting going forward. I didn't really think that there was ever any chance that this wouldn't happen. But at the same time, you cannot discount the fact that, again, best tight end in the world, in some people's mind, best left tackle in the world, best linebacker in the world, best fullback in the world, best offensive weapon in the world. Like, this is the stuff that should have you excited going forward. Yeah, young quarterback, maybe he'll take his lumps. That's fine. Also, you love Kyle Shanahan and where he is as a play caller. When you have all of these things around him, it's hard not to be excited. Today should be a day of joy, but I think today is a lesson in how things are going to going are going to go going forward for players in negotiation tactics. Some are going to use their social media, some are not. Some people are going to be frustrated and they won't say anything on social media. Some people are going to be frustrated. They will say things on social media. Even if they're not saying anything, they're deleting pictures. Kyler did it. He got the bag. AJ Green, AJ Brown did it. He got the bag and got traded. Debo did it. He got the bag. So I think if you have an issue with the way that Debo handled this, you more have an issue with the way that players are handling this going forward more than you do the person using it. He, Him and his team obviously thought this through and thought that this was going to be the best way for him to get paid. And guess what? He got paid. There's a saying out there, the end justifies the means. It's not always good to apply, but when you're talking about contract negotiations in this regard, I think it's fine. Richard, no, I do sure. have to say I, I was critical, and I, I still stand behind his contradicting himself. I don't know, being a hypocrite. When he would do something, and then he comes back and goes, why are you guys all overreacting? That doesn't different. mean anything. That part is what irked me with what he was doing. It's not that he scrubbed his Instagram. Mm-hmm. So he would then come back and be like, why are you guys getting all worked up? It's like, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's the part <laughs> I didn't like. And I was pretty vocal about it. And I'll stand behind that part. That makes sense. Shout out to you, Jason. A Ponzi finished his show like 17 seconds ago. LOL. Putting in that work on a day off too. Look at you, no. Iron Man. Listen, if not as nation calls, you got to get right back in there. So that's it, man. Like there's no sleep for the weary, anything like that. We were kind of waiting for this. And just funny how all this stuff comes together during right before <laughs> right before pads go on isn't that funny how things you're going out? full wind horse right now yeah like what's you know watch this and what's going on what's going on down in santa clara so i think they know uh you are at training camp jason mm-hmm. quickly what have you seen because i've been joking like hey watch trey lance's training camp numbers suddenly look a lot better when debo gets in there what have you been seeing and look it's been a progression and i think that Right now, when there's no pads, it's very hard to evaluate offensive and defensive lines. Look, the defensive line has dominated, but offensive line can only do so much with no pads on. You can't just grab uh, the guy who's beating you on a finesse move and throw him to the ground, and those guys can't touch Trey Lance. It looks good. The 49ers defense is everything that you expect and more going forward, but Trey Lance improved. This was obviously his best session, even though the numbers don't necessarily bear that out. I think the context of where those throws are in terms of depth will give you an idea of where you should put it. Like, you see the throw to IU, you see the throw to Kittle downfield. Those things are not in the bag with the other guy who was the quarterback. So, you look, again, everything, including training camp, should be about progression going forward. It should never be about where the wins are, where he's at one week. If he's continuing to stack and go get better, and it doesn't matter where that cap's out at, and I guess I'm not talking about wins-losses, but you should want to see progression, and that's what you saw this. And only Debo Samuel 
and the pads going on and, and, and Trent Williams being there and Mike McGlinchey being there finally, and them finally figuring out an offensive line set will tell that out. So I think that for sure, you're going to see his numbers go up. There's definitely ways to get Debo the ball in creative ways. And I'm and look, no disrespect to the other wide receivers, but it's been Ayuk and whatever the other guy is, whether that's Ray Ray McLeod, <laughs> Malik Turner, like, you know, like Danny Gray is getting in there here and there, but no disrespect having a rock solid one team of Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo, for sure, it's going to help Trey Lance. That's a you know, I'm reasonable, rational, uh, rational take. You sound like Levin. I don't know if I like this. Wow. <laughs> First time that a Purdue and Indiana guy agrees? Unbelievable. <laughs> Just pray you don't start looking like me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time you and I have agreed, Levin. Holy hell. Okay, I've seen a lot of this. John, on the YouTube page, I know you guys have likely answered this before. Where'd you get the caps? I don't know where Levin buys his clothes. This is a residency hat. You can Google it. The Niners players wear it all the time. There's like a bunch of different ones now. Uh, but if you go to residency and you use a three instead of the E, I don't know why. But there you go. That's where you can find it. I don't know. Levin, where'd you get your hat? I got it off NFL.com prior to last year. I'm a sucker for the old logo. And if anybody's wondering out there, that's not a hat Jason has. That's just his hair. <laughs> Damn, I didn't come here to be insulted. And clean, but it's just a, I, I couldn't resist. It's good. It's good. It's good call. Good call. So I was just saying, like, the drama is kind of nearing an end, Jason. You know, Justine Anderson tweeted that we should get news on the Deshaun Watson situation on Monday, tomorrow. Um, the Players Association and Watson put out a joint statement that they are not going to appeal the ruling and the NF they're calling on the NFL to do that too. You know what that means to me? It means they know Deshaun Watson's not getting very much games in this suspension because otherwise they would have no reason to throw that out there. And Oh, by the way, guess who the appeal goes to? It either goes to Roger Goodell or a person of his choosing. So if it's clearly they think he's not going to get a lot of games, but if he doesn't get a lot of games, that's probably finally once and for all scratches Jimmy Garoppolo off the trade list. Do you agree, Levin? Yeah, I do. And, you know, the whole time you were talking about that announcement gave me an idea. You know, if the Niners have to uh, have egg on their face and release Jimmy because there's no trade out there, boy, wouldn't it be immediately after the Deshaun Watson stuff goes live and is announced yeah. be the perfect time because nobody's going to be caring about Jimmy Garoppolo being released once that stuff happens. Yeah. The Deshaun Watson thing, it has been like whispered about and, and look, rumors are rumors, but if a guy in this city says something, then a guy across the country says something, all of these things sound like these whispers are true. And I think the biggest clue was when you look at the amount of cash that is being spent out for quarterbacks on the roster and quarterbacks that are not on their roster to play for other teams, like they are paying for Baker Mayfield to be in Carolina. They're paying Jacoby Brissett. They were paying Deshaun Watson regardless of this talk. They moved it to a bonus. Mm -hmm. That doesn't go against the cap. But when you look at how much money has been spent on the quarterback position, you really couldn't foresee any sort of Jimmy Garoppolo trade there unless it was an indefinite suspension and check in with us in a year and we'll try to see like that the old Josh Gordon uh deadlines that they would have every year. You can just right. you can try, you can attempt, and then we'll see, you know, but you're done for the year. That's the only way, but it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like everything's gonna be under the guise of time served, which is 
absolutely ridiculous when you think about it. I mean, the guy had a trade request on the table. The team asked him to stay away, and he collected every single dollar, not necessarily understanding the time served portion of that. But I never really had <laughs> Cleveland Peg there. And it always felt like Jacoby Brissett was the guy going forward for them. They were comfortable with it. And the last thing I'll point out to anybody who wanted it to be Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Jacoby Brissett. But their game plan would not change with Jacoby Brissett or Jimmy Garoppolo. They would run the ball 40 times, let their yep. team play defense. Why would you pay a little bit more for that guy when you have a guy that you're going to have a similar game plan with? You change positions for a guy who would change the game plan and change the way that your team runs. I totally agree with that. Another comment from Adam watching on the Facebook page. What about Jimmy G to the Giants? Been hearing that pop up a lot. I have been hearing that. It's interesting. Daniel Jones is is a garbage quarterback. Like I literally have been hearing things about his accuracy and him basically like throwing footballs that are hitting fans watching the game on the, like it's bad. And the giants know it's bad because they didn't pick up his fifth year option. I think it's, it's possible if, if you're the giants, I could, I feel like I could see them kind of trying to sell that, right? Like, look, we're bringing in Garoppolo. It's a guy with playoff experience not going to be intimidated by the big city blah 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 all that garbage I'll, i'm happy to take a you know fourth round pick off the giants hands 11 i i don't know it, it's one that sounds good on paper because they certainly don't have a good enough quarterback but when you factor in how much they're paying tyrod taylor and the fact that they just signed him this offseason we'll take him back like yeah one one of those two quarterbacks that they have have to move in that deal and if you're the 49ers Tyrod Taylor is intriguing to get mm-hmm. back, but the other one's not. Like, you, you don't need Daniel Jones. That's just a waste. That's just a distraction. Right. So unless Tyrod Taylor is going to be part of the deal, it doesn't make sense. I see that those rumors as one of two things. Either it's Jimmy's camp putting it out there to try to get another team to come <laughs> to the table, or there's real stuff there and Tyrod Taylor is on the board. Because that 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 has to be period, part of the deal. You cannot have Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, and Jimmy Garoppolo all on the same team. It's going to be too much money and too many starting quality quarterbacks to be sitting there. If if I'm Tyrod Taylor and they trade for Jimmy and still keep Daniel Jones, I'm speaking up saying, hey, this isn't what I signed up for. Let me go. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I mean, when you look at the fact that the the Giants didn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option, it clearly tells you, kid, we're just going to watch you this year and see what happens. Now, if Mm -hmm. I'm the general manager, so much credit has been given to Brian Dabble for Josh Allen's resurgence or or, or the way that he's played. I think it's a little overblown. But if you're the Giants, you want to see what Brian Dabble can do with Daniel Jones because if he unlocks that, then cool. Now you have a negotiation on your hands. If not, you're not tied to him. The Tyrod Taylor thing is very interesting. There is a way for the Giants to get this done. They just have to commit to Jimmy for another year, extend that, because they only have $4 million in in cap space right now. So they could easily move that down and then just spread out the cap hit. For me, the, let's let's take the Giants' approach to this and, and why they, they could take this deal, where, where, how the scenario goes. To sell to the, sand, to the fan base, we've been bad for a long time. And I'm close to Giants country, literally a stone's throw from MetLife Stadium. So I've you know, got a good pulse on there. They want to see winning ball games, and they want to see a team that's competitive. And there's a lot of people in their fan base that would love <laughs> to have that guy be the face of their franchise, right? Says everything right. And someone brought up a really good point to me on Twitter that I hadn't thought of. And 
you know, for the most part, I get yelled at on Twitter with irrational thoughts, but this was actually a very rational thought, and I wanted to pass it across. How do you evaluate who's on the roster without competent quarterback play? And what that means is, how do you know what the line is? How do you know what wide receivers are? How do you know yep. a run game would look like when you have a, an actual threat to throw the ball? That was a very good point. But the point is, is the Giants would have to extend him another year. But now, here's where this works. The Giants are clearly moving on from Daniel Jones. It's fine. You can leave him there to back up Jimmy Garoppolo. You'll win a certain amount of games, but then you'll draft the guy. Guess who's the perfect bridge to get to that guy? <laughs> and can- Look, look, look. I don't want to. I don't want this to come off negative because it, whenever I say this, it comes off negative. Jimmy Garoppolo, at this point in his career, is going to be a bridge quarterback going forward. A guy yep. that you can bring in that can start games, keep you baseline, and win you games at certain points. But he's always going to hand it off to the next guy. I don't know if that's what he wants to be at this point, but that's how the league views him at this point. So it's not necessarily crazy for the Giants to do this, extend him another year. Why you move to your next guy, you keep the product on the field looking good. So you keep butts in the seat, which is ultimately what the Giants always want. And then you hand it off to the next guy. Not as crazy as it sounds, but if I'm the Giants, I kind of just want to see what Daniel Jones has. If I can't get it out of it, then, you know, I'll just move on to the next guy. And Brian Dabble has a free year to, to figure those things out. So a lot of interesting things there. The Giants seem like, it's only between them and the Falcons, I would say, in my opinion, or could, where Jimmy could go. Let me throw this thing at you, Levin, because you you kind of threw out your conspiracy theory about the timing of the Watson stuff and Jimmy G. Let me just throw this question out to both of you, and I'll start with you, Levin. Would you be upset if the Niners released Jimmy G tomorrow? Like, I could see the Watson news breaks. Debo officially signed so the 49ers can put out all the cool pictures and videos of him walking in, signing the deal, all that stuff. And, oh, by the way, we're going to release Jimmy Garoppolo. And then it's like, hey, you know, it's just kind of off to the side. It's a celebratory day for the 49ers. All the drama's over. And one day, the first day, the pads come on. And the Niners, if they really wanted to, can try and sell it as like, hey, we're doing right by Jimmy by giving him more time to find a new team. Do you Would you be upset if that happened? And do you think that's a reasonable scenario? Uh, since we're live, I won't use a cuss word. But uh, <laughs> heck, no, I would not be upset by that. <laughs> Like that at this point, it just needs to end. Whatever draft pick they're capable of getting is not worth it anymore to me for the drama. You know, it's not going to be any better than fourth at the absolute highest. And most likely at this point, it's fifth, sixth or seventh. Like there's not a good trade out there at this point. If a team hasn't come to the table with some kind of draft pick, worked out the contract, then just move on. I think the team needs a clean break and pads going on is a good time to do it allow them to progress to this to the season with no more distractions we have our team these are the guys our roster is set i wouldn't be upset but i would be shocked and here's why um pads are going on more likely for injury especially when it comes to like quarterbacks and things like that and maybe some other things and maybe you start to evaluate your quarterbacks while they have pads on and you start to think man you know what my fringe playoff team cannot win with this guy we might need to bring in jimmy garoppolo and and i think that's what the 49ers are going to do they're going to slow play it and wait to see what happens push will come to shove though where if they haven't they're going to have to but i agree with levin i just don't like the idea of him being there and having that cloud over trey lance's performance right like Mm -hmm. trey lance goes out there and he puts together two practices that are subpar well jimmy's in the building how's jimmy looking like you 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 can't have that option there no one's gonna call for nate suffield to play if you (laughs) let trey just stay there and you let him take it over so i 
I wouldn't be upset, but I would be absolutely floored and shocked if they did do that. And then the one good thing of it is, let Seattle sign him. Here's why. Let's just say in a world, Seattle signs him. And let's just say, you know, close your ears, Niners fans, or, you know, not because you have to listen to this. They beat the 49ers twice, but they win six or seven games. You know what that does to them? It knocks back their chances to get C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. You don't want them to get the shiny new toy. And they'll get that with Drew Locke or Geno Smith. If they, <laughs> and, and you know what that does? It resets the misery. So right. if you go over there, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to win a bunch of games and keep them away from those guys. So is Jimmy helping the 49ers? For sure. He would go over there and be a double agent for them because he <laughs> would win four, five, six games. But that puts you out of that range of those guys that are going to be difference makers going forward at quarterback. Let them suffer with that. Let them be in that little middle part. And that's that's where I'm at with that. Totally. Yeah, you don't want them to be able to get their trade Lance. And exactly. Jimmy Garoppolo takes them out of that picture because mm-hmm. unless they make a trade like the Niners did, they would have to trade three first round picks to jump back up because with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, I think without Jimmy Garoppolo, they're a two to four win team with Jimmy Garoppolo. They probably go five to seven wins. Like he's not a huge difference maker. He's not a good enough quarterback to single handedly lead you to the playoffs, but he is good enough compared to what they have now to win a couple extra games. I was having that argument all day the other day on Twitter when people were talking about that, that, you know, we can't let Jimmy go there. You know, can you imagine the optics if Jimmy on the Seahawks beat the 49ers? I don't care about one game. I care about the big picture. And it would be fun. It'll be a fun week to talk about that. Like not fun for 49ers fans, but I would have a blast just like trying to talk through that. And look, if a genie came out of the bottle and said, you know what, the 49ers are going to lose two games with Jimmy Garoppolo uh, as a Seahawk but your team is going to get to the NFC Championship with a chance to play for the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Hey, trade it, trade it, trade it, and trade it faster than that. Hey, you know what? I want to see Jimmy on the Seahawks because for once, I'd like to see that dude drop back and have a feeling that something good is about to happen. Okay, <laughs> so sign me up for that. William watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Oh, God, this clown Rob again. All he does is trash the Niners and calls himself a fan. What? What All I've been doing is praising the 49ers tonight. I love this deal. It's a great deal. Like, I'm not trashing the team. What are you talking about, William? I, I can you can someone help? <laughs> but uh, why? I don't I don't know what to say. I mean, uh, normally I would applaud a comment like that <laughs> one, but that one's a little bit out of bounds. But why are all the most toxic comments from Facebook? Like, what is it about Facebook that makes those like those comments so like? We have a a section of Twitter that's very toxic, but it's like. Facebook has this like level of toxicity that nobody could like the final boss. Once you conquer, conquer the toxic <laughs> boss on Twitter, you have to go face the toxic boss of Facebook. Why is it like that? The funny thing is, is Facebook's the one that's like most you that exposes who you are the most because it's truly you. Whereas on Twitter, you can have an avatar. Nobody knows who you are. You know, Instagram, YouTube, you, you can hide who you are. Facebook, everybody knows exactly who you are. Unless you create a fake page, but not too many people do that. Like that's clearly his personal Facebook page. Everybody now knows who he is. Man, it's all right. Rob decided like, to put him up. It's all right, man. We just have dis- differing opinions sometimes. It's gonna be fine. Debo signed. Celebrate, man. Let's right. go, man. Why are we talking about bad things? Yeah. For the record, Debo, this is good for him. The 49ers, three-year deal. His last year, Debo's 29. That's good for the 49ers. Nobody loses here. It's good for us as fans. Everybody should be happy tonight. I am happy for the record. Go 49ers. Great job, John Lynch. Great job, Kyle Shanahan, Prague Marate. Everybody gets bouquets tonight. That's all I'm going to say. And we'll be here with you 
through now what is hopefully shaping up to be a pretty drama-free training camp, hopefully for the 49ers, although, God, they've already had like three injuries on the defensive line, so please, can we friggin', can we stop that? But other than that, like, it's good. Life is good now for the 49ers. You can enjoy it. Jason, I want to thank you for hopping in here and doing double duty. Appreciate it, Levin. You always have my back whenever news breaks and you come on, and it is greatly appreciated. Everybody, I got please. no life. I mean, what, what can I say? Levin, That's true. we have a life, and it's covering this damn team. Stop it, man. Stop being so hard, man. <laughs> Rate, review, follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. I always say if you take the time to leave a review, we will read it on the show. Enjoy your Sunday. Padded practices begin tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon.